you know what? I'm going to be fine. The universe takes care of me. You just have to trust the universe. And I trust the process. And I know that everything in my life comes to me at the right time and, and for a reason. Hey, queens. Yeah, you. You know who you are. God, come on. Go ahead and put that crown in your head. Now tilt a little to the left. Now a little to the right. Perfect. Now let's get to work. Because we know you got big goals. And you got big dreams. And not afraid to let them know. Why? Because you step into your purpose. You speak out on your faith. And you shift up in your journey. Because you a boss. Welcome to the podcast, Drop the Expiring Act with your host, Veli of QueenBayGoals.com. Reminding you that you are a queen before anything else. It's your life and your goals. Make it royal. Alright y'all, go ahead and work that crown. Hey Queen Bays, welcome to the Drop the Aspiring Act podcast. Today we have with us Lauren Patterson, who is going to tell us a little bit about her fear and failure story. Because you know, all season long on the podcast, we're talking about don't give two Fs, which is fear and failure. But before we even get into all of that, Lauren, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. So um, I am a new author uh, coming out with my first book, Freeing Your Heart for Love. I uh, am the mother of uh, four boys. Four boys. Bonus mom to three and grandma to three grandchildren. Oh, wow. That's a big so, family. Yes. Big family. I'm very blessed. Um, I uh, didn't know I was going to be writing a book. I thought about it for over a decade, but I uh, just did it last year in April. I joined a virtual writing workshop and uh, I was just being downloaded with all of this emotion. And I just sat down and opened up my computer and started writing a book. And I finished my manuscript in December of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, my my whole journey is about, um, you know, overcoming severe suicidal depression, um, you know, three marriages that didn't work and just ultimately finding self-love and true happiness because that took me 29 years to do that. <laughs> oh, wow. So um, I just have one other guest who was on their aspiring act for like 30 years. And when she got into her marriage is when it all changed for her. So don't worry. <laughs> there, <laughs> there are other people that have that story out there. So you jumped right into your aspiring act and your fears and your fails. So let's talk a little bit about that. So you said you wanted to be an author for like a decade. So what happened in the decade that you weren't doing anything? Why did you decide that you were finally going to be an author? I think what it was, was now after I wrote my book, I know why the universe had me wait because I wasn't um, done with my story yet. Right. I was still finding self-love. I was still finding myself. I didn't find my true happiness yet. So I feel like I'm a vehicle for the story and um, the universe just guided me to 2020 to write my book. And I don't think I could have wrote it. Yeah. I I couldn't have wrote it um, any sooner than that. Even though I thought about it, I don't think I could have done it because I wasn't ready. So that was one of the biggest reasons. And second reason was, I don't, I don't know. I just, like I said, I joined that writing workshop, started doing writing prompts. And I was like, I think it's time to just write my book. I had no plan. I didn't even know how to write a book. I don't, 
I didn't even really read books. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, and you know, I wasn't a, a, a straight A student in English, like English was not my greatest subject. And so, you know, I said, let's just see where it goes. And I, I dove into like, um, seven day writing challenges mm-hmm. with Hay House and, I just like started educating myself on what to do. I got a book coach. I joined a book program and, you know, I just started taking webinars and just learning all about the industry. Right. And I'm glad you stopped learning at some point and you just jumped in and did the book because a lot of people who are in their aspiring act phases, they get stuck in that research mode and they never come out of it. (laughs) So I'm glad you came out and you wrote your book. So this season we're talking about fairs and failures and, in your intake form, you said your fears and failures started at 16 years old. So what was going on with 16-year-old Lauren? Yeah, so I grew up in a pretty toxic environment. My Both my parents were very abusive mentally and physically. And so I didn't, I was never taught love. Mm-hmm. I wasn't taught how to manage my finances. I had to file bankruptcy three times in my life. And I really didn't know like what love meant. So throughout my whole life, you know, at the age of 16 was the first time I had suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just remember looking up at the sky at this bright, beautiful moon, you know, beautiful stars. And it was so beautiful. But inside, I was so sad. And I was really depressed. And I didn't know I was 16. I was like, I don't know where this is coming from. I know that I was really sad. And so, you know, fast forward to my 30s it got really bad. And I almost took my life. Um, So I think the failure and the fear was just like, where's all this coming from? I didn't want to get a therapist because I thought therapists were for crazy people. (laughs) That's what they they put out there. (laughs) Yeah. And I thought I was going to be put in a straight jacket and, you know, put in a hospital. So I never wanted to admit that I had a problem. And the day I almost took my life, I finally just woke up and said, I need to go see a therapist. And the therapist told me, if you take your life, you will break your children. And that just like settled with me because I was a broken child and I didn't Mm -hmm. want to repeat the cycle. So I just broke the cycle and I never had suicidal thoughts again. Um, I do things to stay positive. I read a lot of affirmations every single day. (laughs) Um, I start my morning with meditations now. And I just go to a place of love. I really practice living my life from a place of love and positivity and inspiration. And the more people I can inspire, the better I feel. Mm-hmm. So I'm really kind of, you know, and I'm also practicing Nietzsche and Buddhism. So I'm a Buddhist since the 80s. It's been <laughs> in and out of my life. But that's really like going back into my spirituality has really helped me. I love um, that. And so that's I just kind of am, I'm just a work in progress. We all are. (laughs) So since this happened to 16 year old Lauren, how do you try to incorporate that for your kids so that you can make sure that the pattern doesn't repeat like they know that they can say they need help? Yes, yes. Um, My four, my two older boys are on their own now. But what I've taught them is to be positive. Like I put positivity all Mm -hmm. throughout our house. And, you know, I try to teach them, you know, try to condition your mind to not look at the negative side of things. You know, I know that all these kids are going through this uh, social, you know, learning and online learning. And my son, he's 15. He wants to go back to school. He hasn't seen his friends. But I just try to like, you know, inspire them to just look at the positive side. You have a computer, you know, you have a home, you have a roof over your head. Um, You know, you have things that you're blessed with. You have food on your table. So I just try to make them 
see gratitude, like live a life of gratitude, you know, because there's always things to be thankful for. Mm -hmm. And I think if you come from that place of gratitude, then other things are not so bad. So you also have a podcast that you use to inspire others. So tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yes. So we, uh, my other author friend, Tiffany Patlin, uh, we started a podcast called Knowledge to Inspire. And we just came up with that name because we were like, okay, we want to inspire people. Mm -hmm. We want to spread knowledge. Um, We talk about different topics, uh, mostly positive topics, and we want to get guests on our show. So it's mostly about just talking about, um, you know, we pick a theme every week. So like this week, for example, we're talking about joy, you know, what brings you joy. And so we ask, you know, our listeners to let us know what you want to talk about. <laughs> but we basically, well, I mean, we don't, we don't really have a format. There's no structure. We just, me and her just like bounce off each other. It was natural when we started. Well, that's a good it. structure to have. That's you. That's the perfect yeah. structure right there. <laughs> yeah. And so doesn't we're have on, to be anything formal. Yeah. And we're on YouTube and we're on Facebook and uh, we want to get on Anchor. Um, but yeah, we just started. We don't have a really solid plan or just two girls, you know, having fun and putting a message out there and trying to inspire people because, you know, the world is, has a lot of negativity right now. And I think we need more people to bring out inspiring messages. Yeah. Well, don't stop doing what you guys are doing. So can you tell us a little bit about your book? Cause you have a book coming out. So when is your book coming out and give us a little bit about the book? Yes. So my book comes out in April of 2021. I decided to launch it on my husband's birthday. Um, <laughs> he was happy about that. Yeah. And uh, he, he, I know now um, what it feels like to be loved, how, how a woman should be loved, because I, 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 I cry tears of joy thinking about me and my husband and our relationship and, and my past relationships and how I thought I was loved. So my book ultimately is just about overcoming, you know, some of life's greatest challenges. You know, like I mentioned, severe suicidal depression. I had three marriages that didn't work. Um, My first husband, I left my, I thought marrying my first husband at the age of 17 was going to take me out of a toxic Mm -hmm. environment. It actually put me into a more toxic environment for the next nine years of my life. So, you know, I had two amazing children with him, but he was just not a a nice man. And he just, you know, was very abusive. He had multiple affairs. He went to prison for, you know, violating the laws. And he was just not a good guy. Um, But I couldn't get away from him. You know, he would threaten to kill me if I left him or, you know, just a bunch of things. And when he finally went to prison, I actually was, I felt like I was released from prison from that marriage. I can understand that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it was like, revitalizing for me. And then, you know, my second husband didn't work out because I know now reflecting back, he, you know, I write my book in, in four parts. So each, each of my marriages and um, just what happened to me throughout that whole journey, because mm-hmm. really it was about finding self-love. I didn't know how to love myself. So I was getting in all these relationships. I had, I needed a man to basically validate me. And so I would always like meet a guy and I'll be like, Oh, he's the one. <laughs> And, and he wasn't the one. Um, I just was so desperate for someone to love me because I didn't know what love was. I was like, I need a man to, to be a woman. And, you know, I'm so lonely and I was so sad and I was just, you know, I'd see these couples on the street and I would just be so sad. So I would just jump into whatever relationship was out there. 
And I finally, after my third husband, he had this illicit fantasy, which I start my book off with this illicit fantasy my <laughs> husband had. I didn't know he had it. <laughs> and he had it, um, this, this cuck holding like fetish, and he involved me in it. Oh, wow. And this was after we married. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know, I have to make this marriage work. I went through two failed marriages. I can't fail again. And so I did whatever he asked me to do. And every time, you know, basically what it is, is that your husband wants you to make love to other men in front of him. And that's basically what the fetish was and the fantasy. And, and I was just like, okay, well, if you love me, you're supposed to love and respect me. We're in a marriage. Right. You know, why do you, you want to do this with another man? And so each time my soul was just being stripped from me. And I just, after six months we were married, I, I just couldn't do it anymore. I said, I can't, I can't, you know, I woke up at the age of 42 and I said, I'm done. And I left that marriage and moved to the beach <laughs> and I healed over there. I soul searched, I cried. <laughs> I just did everything and anything to fix myself and, and go to that place of love for myself. I started dating myself. Oh, awesome. I love that advice. <laughs> yeah, I, I went on to uh, vacations on my own just by myself. You know, that was hard. I never went to a restaurant by myself. I never ate by myself. Um, so I always felt like I needed someone with mm -hmm. me. But I finally did all that. And then as soon as like this one therapist, I had lots of great advice, but this one therapist just said, sometimes your heart has to break wide open before you can allow love in. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's exactly what happened to me. And that's when I met my husband now. And we've been happily married since 20, 20, 2018, we got married. <laughs> so yeah. We're oh, just I love really that. Happy. So what do you say to somebody who finds themselves going in and out of relationships because they're still looking for that love? Like, what would you say to that person? Yeah, I would just say, you know, chill, <laughs> you know, bottom line, <laughs> chill. just don't, you know, don't rush things like um, make sure that whoever you're with respects you mm -hmm. and make sure that you feel worthy enough to, to have the right love in your life, because that's the mistake I made. I was even getting involved with men that were not available emotionally and physically, you know, and I just became a sex vehicle for these men. So somehow I feel like in this third marriage with this fantasy, my husband mm -hmm. had, I feel like I manifested that because throughout my whole life, I was just giving my body to these men right. in these relationships because I wanted to be loved. And so I would just say, you know, just don't feel so desperate. Like I met my husband at 45. So, you know, you it's can find love. <laughs> yeah, you can find love in your 40s. A lot of a lot of women, like even me, when I was in my 30s, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so old. You know, who's gonna want me? Especially with four children, you mm -hmm. know, and guys I would meet would tell me, Oh, you have a lot of baggage. And so that was always in my head, you know, like, oh great, who's gonna like me? So then I would just settle for the next oh, guy. No, that just wasn't the yeah. one. <laughs> and then ignore all the red flags because I'm like, oh, he's just having a bad day. Oh, you know, just excuses for him when he wasn't the one for me, you know, and so I would just say, you know, just just love yourself first. Definitely. That's awesome advice. That's the best advice. So we always close out our podcast with a quote and the guests are giving the quote and yours was, there is no need for me to struggle. I trust the universe to take care of me. So tell me why that's one of your quotes that you live by. 
So that's actually from uh, Louise Hay. I have a daily calendar. Louise Hay is someone that uh, passed away. She's uh, with Hay House. Mm -hmm. And Hay House is actually one of the organizations that I followed for all my positivity. And Louise Hay was one of my first teachers in that realm. I write about it in my book because I had no idea what positive affirmations was. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that you could continually tell your mind this, even subconsciously. And you'll believe it. And, you know, I thought it was BS. I'm like, this right. isn't going to work. Because <laughs> I used to say to myself, you know, I'm so ugly. I'm so stupid. And I used to say mean things to myself. And I didn't know that saying nice things to yourself, even I love you in the mirror, looking at yourself saying I love you will change everything. And so that quote is actually from a calendar mm -hmm. that I had from last year. And I just pin it up by my sink in my kitchen. And I just, every time I'm feeling going back to that place of doubt or fear, I just read that quote and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be fine. The universe takes care of me. I love <laughs> and, it. I love know, it. You just have to trust the universe and I trust the process. And I know that everything in my life comes to me at the right time and, and for a reason. Awesome. So can you tell our guests how to find you so we can hear more about your story, get some more inspiration, you know, just learn how to self-love on ourselves? Yes. So I'm on um, all social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, my Instagram and Facebook handle is at writing is my kismet. So mm -hmm. it's K-I-S-M-E-T. And then my LinkedIn is just my name, Lauren Patterson. And then my website for my book is freeingyourheartforlove.com. Um, so that's my website. If you want to check it out, you can uh, subscribe to my mailing list and get the first chapter for free. Oh, uh, so oh, I'm going to go over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see the prologue that I write about the um, illicit fantasy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I've had other people read it and they said, you know, yeah, it's... Uh, you got me. Like, I want to read the rest of the book. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story on your fears and your failures. I am so glad to see how far you've come. And I know you still have way more to go. And I'm hoping to see a next book. Even after April, this book comes out. I'm hoping to see a next book. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thanks for having right. me. So, guys, you don't have to remember all of the links. They're going to be down below. So you guys can make sure you go out and look for Lauren's site and check out her book in April. So April 2021. Tell us the name of the book again. Freeing Your Heart for Love. Yes. Yeah, so you guys better be open to freeing your heart for love. <laughs> so I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. You have been listening to another episode of Drop the Aspiring Act. If you're looking for more information on this podcast and other episodes, please visit QueenBayGoals.com. That's Q-U-E-E-N-B-A-E-G-O-A-L-S.com. All right, y'all. I'll see you in the next podcast.